I want to get to Kamal Haddon, the number four ranked uh, PFF cornerback nationally. The question is, is he the most improved fall this year so far? I I think that's pretty easy, Josh. Uh, I I actually want to look at it from a historic perspective of guys that we've written off. But let me start with the question at hand. Most improved ball this year so far? Yeah, I'm trying to think through. That sounds right, uh, Kamal Haddon. Especially we're talking about that South Carolina game. Nobody had a, a worse night probably than Kamal there in Columbia and think about how things started, but how he's really played overall this season. I think Tyler Barron is a, a candidate. I mean, James Pierce is, is definitely a candidate. He just, he's, we don't even know where he was last year, so he didn't play. So you want to talk about breakout uh, Pierce is, is high on that list too. Okay. I want to give Josh a second to think about this. The most improved ball since he's been covering Tennessee since would be 2002. Does that sound right? Yeah, define. I mean, I was I was with you at some practices in 01. So, yeah, 22 years doing some. Uh, what the hell happened to time? Yeah, but, unauthorized uh, <laughs> reporting, I think, at the time. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, throwing high heat. Um, okay, so my most improved ball of all time is uh, Rashad Baker. Okay, and the reason why I've got him is because he got trucked by LeBrandon Tofield for about 80 yards at LSU because they put him at cornerback because they needed him there two days after saying that he was the most polished receiver that Philip Fulmer had ever seen. So they put him at defensive back and he turned into a, an all sec type of safety. Yeah, and he looked like, yeah. And in the NFL and he looked like pure garbage on that day. I was like, Whoa, they made a mistake. Uh, so that to me is the first one that pops out. Caleb most improved ball over his career is. That I, I need time to think about this too. And by the way, I want to point this out because you brought up James Pierce. There's a difference before I get to this between improved and breakout. Breakout is you were young and didn't start, and then it was your turn to start, and then you broke yeah. out. Like Jalen Hyatt last year wasn't most improved. It was just his turn to start. I'm thinking of guys that started were bad when they started and then got really good. So in that regard, you gotta go Eric Angel 5 to 06, right? Ooh, good one. Coaching was involved, yeah. but I could roll with that, Josh. Yeah, that's a that's a good pick. Eric kind of returned to form, though, right? Because we had already seen him be really good as a freshman in 04. He helped them win big games. Uh, but he, he was definitely improved. I thought about Crompton. I mean, think about how bad 08 was. And 09, fans are done. They don't want to see him again. And he went out and lit up Georgia and in 09 and was the offensive player of the week, I think, and then was good the rest of the way and helped them turn that into a somewhat successful season, not by historical standards, but with where things were at the time. So I thought Crompton in 09, the way he turned things around, especially with the heat that he was facing at that position, deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, Caleb, try, try, take a second while I tell this story to see if you can come up with anybody better because I think Josh just beat both of us. Uh, I can remember working for the Knoxville News Sentinel, and I said, I want to go sit in the stands for this game. And they were like, why? I said, because uh, I've been I've been told by those around the Crompton family that are sitting there that he's getting death threats yelled at him and his family is getting verbally attacked during the game. Well, I happened to pick the Georgia game. So he played so well, none of that stuff happened. I went back up to the press box. But uh, Josh, he was uh, – I can't beat you on that, Caleb. Is there anybody better that resurrected his career? If not for those final six or so games, uh, you're talking about Jonathan Crompton being one of the biggest busts of all time. 
Yeah, he actually played himself into a draft pick. I don't know if I can beat it. I think I can go with another quarterback, though, to get close. Because you're right, Ainge showed flashes in 04. To, ca- to respond to Josh real quick, Ainge also had help because he had 2,000-yard rushers behind him and probably one of the best offensive line units in Tennessee history in 04 with Michael Munoz, Aaron Sears, Scott Wells, I think. No, Scott Wells. I know, but he, he played well. So I He mean, did. Yeah. He did. So, I mean, Stetson um, Bennett had help. He still got to go to the Heisman ceremony, which I know which is a, a touchy subject. But, yeah, most teams that have success, it's not because of one good quarterback and a bunch of bad teammates. That's true. Well, I would actually go another one is um, – Josh Dobbs. Remember when he had to step in for Justin Worley in 2013 and he was awful down the stretch and everybody following the Butch Jones senior was like, it doesn't matter. Riley Ferguson's going to be the starter. He's the guy. That's it. He's the future. The Riley Ferguson transfers. Josh Dobbs then has to step in again for Justin Worley at the end of it, halfway through the 2014 season and then never loses the starting job again. Josh, you, you would know better than me because you were in the middle of it, but what about Jalen Hyatt? I, I mean, I, I, I know that he emerged, which kind of goes against Caleb's definition, but I thought some people were ready to write him off because of his attitude and his approach to the game before last season and before the offseason before 2022. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does depend on your definition because Caleb yours went a different direction, but going into last year, the talk before the season began was, okay, Hyatt needs to prove it or they're going to move on to somebody else because he was a popular player to break out in 2021 because we had seen his speed. He had the touchdown down the field against Alabama in 2020. And then Heupel came in and was like, okay, Hyatt with his speed and this offense, watch out. And then he, he was a disappointment in 2021 and was much improved last year. So I, I think he's eligible. I think there are a couple of receivers though, that are eligible under Heupel, but again, do you consider it breakout or improved? Uh, but Cedric Tillman, in his first three seasons at Tennessee, had eight receptions. In his fourth season, he had 12 touchdowns. So <laughs> that is a noticeable improvement from where he went his first three seasons to uh, what he ended up becoming at Tennessee. And, uh, of course, part of that was opportunity. But, I mean, we're talking about four years into his career before that happened. Uh, Josh. And then the- one, one other, I know we're yes. kind of doing a roll call at this point, but Theo Jackson, I think he's a great story. Ooh. He had his first career pick a few weeks ago playing for the Vikings, but he was just a guy. He played a lot, but he was he was just a guy for Tennessee in the secondary that wasn't talked about much. Uh, he had an extra year because of the COVID eligibility and played in 2021 and was a valuable piece of that secondary to then get drafted and now play in the NFL. So he, he definitely is on the list of mm-hmm. improved players. I don't know that he's number one but he's one of the better stories i think here recently well and if we talk come back in life byron young you know he, he's telling you where the uh kleenex are in at the dollar general and now he is uh in the nfl last thing travis says any chance we can get josh ward on board with paisley shirt thursdays what do you think of caleb's shirt josh uh i think it's Something. a winner for Caleb. Thank you. you know, I, I have a, I have a newsboy hat that fits this shirt too. I should have worn it together. Yeah. You know, you should wear something with it. Like a, I, I don't know, like a jacket. If Tennessee <laughs> beats Alabama this weekend, I have another loud black shirt and I'll wear it with a black newsboy hat next Thursday. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. All that shirt needs is a good pullover. All right. <laughs> 
Josh, you're awesome. I love making Josh laugh more than everybody. And he giggled. I saw it. And by the yeah, way, my, my wife is very honest with me, by the way. And if I tried to wear that shirt and she found out about it, there would be repercussions for me. So uh, I mean, no offense with that. I'm just my wife. Like I brought a I brought home a hat that was gifted to me uh, last week. And I said, hey, what do you think about this? And she said, uh, awesome hat. It's you're not cool enough for it, though. So. So. Ooh! Not oh, only yeah. she didn't like the hat, but she said you couldn't pull it off. No, she liked the hat. She just didn't think that I could live up to the standard of it. So she basically said, "Josh, stop trying to make the hat happen. It's not going yeah. to happen." What no. about my coffee cup, Rad Dad? You can live up to that. You're one of the best dads I know. Um. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Um. I'll I'll leave you on this. I know your name's a little bit uh, different, but another friend of mine, uh, his name's David told me he lost his ID. So he's just Dave now. He's just Dave? Lost his ID, David? That's very good. That's very good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, Josh, here's the the weird part about that whole ID thing. It seems like the D is carrying most of the weight because you have I and then identification. Right. Yeah. yeah, ID is short for identification, and then ID at the end of David. So you take it off. You got. I, I got it. Uh, but Norm Macdonald does a great bit on. You know, it seems like identification is just carrying all the weight there. It's doing all the work. It's very oh strange. well, uh, there's there's one of the goats right there. We miss him. Yeah, boy, I got sucked into some Norm Macdonald during my um, uh, my scissorp uh, passing out uh, with COVID over the past couple of days. So I enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, You're a fantastic man, Josh. I really appreciate it. Noon to three on the Sports Animal. Read his column because it's really good about Tennessee on the road. I think we all came up with the moral of the story is Tennessee is no more apt to make mistakes on the road just because they have an up-tempo offense than any other uh, program out there. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Josh Ward is so good, and it's brought to you in part by Harold Group Security Solutions, leadership experience, specialization, addressing problems through unique mission-specific mitigation techniques, also making your children safer one school at a time, heraldgrp.com, heraldgrp.com. They're in private schools now, okay? So if your kids go to private school, you have to go to them and say you need highly trained individuals, former servicemen oftentimes, and thank you everybody out there for your service. You're tougher than me. I couldn't do it. And heraldgrp.com will make your children safer in private schools like ASAP, but uh, we're going to get them in public schools too. It's going to happen. Heraldgrp.com. Let's avoid the tragedies that have plagued our country in the past. We don't want any of that. I love it for Kamal Haddon. Don't you love those stories? Who are some stories on the message board? I'm curious. Who are some stories that you absolutely love? I was so close. I'm not afraid to say it now. That Jonathan Crompton and his family were one of my major sources. So I felt the pain that they went through when I thought they were mistreated in some cases by some uh, coaching staffs and some coaches that didn't know what to do with him. And he's my all-time favorite as far as a comeback player that made a name for himself despite a slow beginning. So he's always going to be number one in my mind. I should have brought that one up first. But don't you love it when a guy just kind of struggles along and then is suddenly a really good college football player, whether or not he makes the NFL? Isn't that isn't that a great story? 
It is. It's harder for people to root for Kamal Haddon in this case than other people because Kamal Haddon always talked like he was one of those players. But my insistence, Dave, and you probably know this more than anybody, but if you have a good football team, you're going to need some players that, shall we say, talk more than they should. You always want the guy with a little bit of moxie. You want the, I don't want to say Dennis Rodman with the Bulls, but you kind of need that on a football team, don't you? Someone who might get you in a, he, he might get you a penalty here and there, but you live with that because you know he likes to talk. And I kind of respect that with Kamal. Ooh, here's a hard one to top. Inky Johnson is my favorite story of any player. I hate his injury, but he's absolutely made the best of it. Even, yeah, I mean, that's, he, he is a, a well-known, renowned speaker with a book, and his message is just 100% uh, positive. I didn't really get to know Inky beforehand because he had just started playing at a high level, but I can guarantee you after that uh, Air Force game in which he was injured or the next game or the next game, he his play was going to start to be a topic of discussion. So I, I can't say that I really knew him before the injury, but man, you got to love Inky. You got to love Inky. We, we got to get him uh on on this on this program as well and there's some some good backstory behind that involving dave hooker's career as well so, well yeah i mean I, look I, I i respect and love inky it's hard for me to bring him up here because we're talking about like i can't just bring up people i love because like i love eric berry but he's not a comeback player you know what i mean I, in the well, NFL, in a way he is in a no, way he is but we gotta from look injury, at this, this from is specific, this is specifically people who were as players, they played like garbage. These are improved players. They played like garbage, right. and then they came back and balled out. And I, I'm trying to stick in that, within that realm to a certain degree. Now, there's, you know, I mean, because if we're going to do this, we could do like, and this is a segment for another day, comeback coaches ever. Because, like, I think Josh Heupel may be one of the comeback coaches of all time. Here's a guy who got fired as an offensive coordinator in 2014. And Very good. Very good. Yeah. That could have been kind of the end of his career. And and listen, this sounds like I'm being catty, but I'm not. Uh, ADs want to hire the good-looking coach. And I'm, I'm sorry, Josh Heupel, he's, he doesn't look like a Pete Carroll in his prime. He doesn't look like a Lane Kiffin. So it's easy to get thrown on that trash heap of coaches because you want to win the press conference, too. Um, but he battled along. He built up UCF after what happened at Oklahoma, and now he's at Tennessee, so kudos. And I always say, personally, and, and take this to heart, guys are, that are listening, beware the good-looking coach. Nine times, nine times out of ten, the good-looking coach got the job to win the press conference, and he doesn't pan out. Yeah, beware it's the good-looking coach. I mean, literally – Hollywood's going to do a movie on like an SEC coach one day because they can make money. There's going to be a TV show or movie. Derek Dooley would play that SEC coach, wouldn't he? He was scripted. He was he he literally was. <laughs> I'm doesn't trying he... so hard not to cough because it sounds nasty with my COVID, but but doesn't that he was look the like the funniest a... thing you've ever said, Caleb? Doesn't he look like an SEC coach? Like he looks and sounds like it. He just wasn't. He almost looks too good looking. To be an SEC yeah. coach. It's like, it's right. like, he's like the sweet home Alabama type guy that, you know, Reese Witherspoon ends up with. Like, it's like, he was so like well put together. He was the, he was a Hollywood version of an SEC coach. 